Welcome to Fortis. I'm your host, Mike, here with Miles, Joseph, Shaheem, and Jordan. How y'all boys doing today? What's up? What's up? Um, today, we're going to do the part two of the NBA Superlatives. Um, we did part one last week, so we're going to get right into it. Um, I'm going to start with Jordan this time around. Um, Jordan, which team next season is most likely to succeed? Los Angeles Lakers. With the um, addition of Russell Westbrook to LeBron and um, Anthony Davis, then that's a dynamic trio, and it's going to be tough to deal with for other teams. Obviously, spacing is going to be might what well, might be a problem. We got to see how like free agency. I think start August third, so we got to see how they feel like they bench. Yeah, we got to see how they feel like they bench, and um, and we'll just see um how it plays out. All right, Miles. So when you say most likely most likely to succeed, I'm 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 assuming you 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 saying like who who about to win the chip next season because success is defined in multiple ways. Um. Yeah. Okay. Word. So, I mean, Jordan had that terrible take of the Lakers, but I mean that's to that's to be expected. Me personally, uh, if I'm if I'm thinking most likely to succeed. Uh, I'm taking I'm taking uh, Brooklyn for show, uh, simply because I feel like you know they get more time. They they can go you know go to the club together, build that team chemistry. You know what I'm saying? Steve Nash gonna hit them books over the over the summer. You know what I'm saying? Get right. You know and and really it's like I don't I don't want to like try to make it like mad drastic, but like really for me I feel like like Kyrie, KD, and James got a lot to prove in Brooklyn because it's like you know. Most of their success has really been seen on the coattails of other people. And like now they kind of group together. So it's kind of like they team. So it's like, all right, y'all, it's y'all team. It's what y'all wanted. So what y'all gonna do? So I feel like, you know, that pressure that's gonna make that's gonna make them some diamonds, you know what I'm saying? And they they're gonna be mad successful in this next season. Train. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm about to go with the Pelicans, you know. I think them another year, you know, run it back over again. I think Zion. Brandon even gonna make a splash this year. Getting that play in the tournament. All right, Joseph. Uh, I'm kind of torn between a couple of teams, uh, but I think I'm gonna have to uh, go with Miles here. I'm gonna have to pick the Brooklyn Nets because they have they definitely have something to prove uh, with those three superstars of KD, uh, Kyrie, and James. Um, Expectations are really just championship or bust. So I mean, that's what I think. Yeah, um, I'm with y'all. I got I got the the Brooklyn Nets. Um, you know, a healthy KD, a healthy James Harden, and a healthy Kyrie. I think that's um, unstoppable. Obviously, um, they would have had it last year um, if they were healthy because they went to it was seven games right with the Bucks. Yeah, without Harden, yeah, Simmons, uh, without Harden or uh, Irving for most of the series. So once they're healthy, they're going to the finals, and, and I see them beating any team in the West. Honestly, um, since Kawhi is out for most of the season this year, so my pick is the Brooklyn Nets. Um, yeah, most likely to underperform. I'm gonna start. I got the Lakers. Um, I think. With the addition of Russell Westbrook, a lot of a lot of people are thinking like championship. 
you know, uh, we can only hope AD is healthy by that time, that LeBron's healthy at that time, and, and Russ, Russ is probably going to be healthy. But I feel like since the news broke, that everyone's thinking it's like <clears throat> it's going to be Lakers, Lakers, Nets, and Finals. I don't think that's true because I feel like even though, like Jordan said earlier, with the free agency, they might get some shooters, but they really don't have a center anymore. Marcus Hall is trash. They traded Montrez Harrell. Um, and then based off free agency, if LeBron James is your best shooter, that team is not going to be good for, for the most part. Um, like you said earlier, the spacing is going to be um, abysmal um, if, if LeBron's your best shooter. So I think the Lakers aren't going to make the championship. And since that's the expectation, that's my team to underperform. Um, Miles? Um, let's see. I, I definitely, uh, I definitely do see the Lakers poss- possibly underperforming. I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard for me to to doubt Brian, even though you know he had the best season last year. But you know, I'm not. I'm gonna go with that one. Me personally, I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Mike's good favorite team. I'm gonna go with the Atlanta Hawks. You know what I'm saying? Um, I did relax my Atlanta Hawks slander uh, as they started playing better. But you know, new season, gotta get back, gotta get back right. Um, so you know, Atlanta Hawks, I, I feel like you know, McMillan's gonna get found out, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a reason he did not succeed in Indiana. You know, new team, new environment, for show success, it comes easier, you know. First, you know, first year and whatnot. So he gonna get found out, you know what I'm saying? And then really it's gonna the, the way it's gonna fall on Trey, because you know, like like how it happened to Miami after they came out the bubble, them them shooters, they're gonna fall off, you know what I'm saying? So they're Hoarder gonna he probably gonna fall off, you know what I'm saying? And dang, uh and and Bogdanovich probably not gonna be as nice. So you know, they're gonna be like, Trey, I need you to save us. And you know, he, he probably gonna get injured or something, you know what I'm saying? It happens. So and and plus, you know, you gotta consider the the never fail Atlanta curse, you know what I'm saying? It it just wouldn't be right for Atlanta to have two successful years back to back. So I'm I'm going with the Hawks for the biggest disappointment for next season. Okay, um, that bubble point you made is completely irrelevant because they were good in the bubble. Um, there was no bubble last season, and they performed in some. I was of talking the about bubble. Miami. Was Miami not? Yeah, in the yeah, bubble? yeah, yeah. They were, but you said did the Miami were, shooters not go off in the bubble. They, they did, but okay. What did they do next season? They fell off. But you talking about the Hawks? Okay, then. Okay, thank okay, you, thank okay, you. Yeah, that was my point. That, that was my point, bro. But you're telling me that the Hawks are going to fall off, correct? That's what I said. For and what? What's your what's your reason behind that? Because there there was no bubble. McMillan's coaching gonna get found out. Okay. I think I think the the shooters that got hot towards the end of the season gonna fall they off. They were hot all season once he, once he was the coach. But okay, continue. But but uh, but if if he get found out, then it's not what happens? Get, I don't, the see, I don't to think he's gonna get found out with the coaching because everybody in the league is talented. Bro, you can't get they all got talent. He he had you, you he gonna had, win and lose off the coaching. He had two series two series against two of the best defensive teams. And that's great. And he's gonna get found out early this season. Also, a new coach on a new team. And as we've seen through all sports, new coaches on new teams generally have success early, but that next season they they be falling off. Examples, list them. Examples, Luke Walton. Let's see. You said who? Luke Walton. Luke Walton. What team? What team did he fall off on? Um. Well, I don't. Let me see. Let's look at his. Let's look at his coaching history. Cause didn't he get fired by LeBron James? Um, 
I don't. Last he's, time I checked, LeBron James does not have the power to fire. Yes, he does. Him, so I would say no. mm, yes, he does. Okay. He influences. I would say that. Did you know that LeBron James went in Eric Spoelstra fired? Really? What does that have to do with what we're talking about? I'm just saying he has the he has the pool to, to have coaches fired. Well, yeah, for sure he the he the best player on his team. So okay, you didn't say for sure, but you they also not, just they not play, they not like championship contenders. You also just told me that that, that LeBron James does not have the power to to but do no, that. No, if, if LeBron say fire him, they're gonna be like, oh, LeBron said fire him. I guess he's gone. Don't matter what we say. Like, no, nah, for sure he's got influence because he a star player, as all star players have, especially in the NBA. But it's, he's not the end all be all on who they hire and fire. He is. I I think he is. But that's that's another topic for another day. Um, how long was he the head coach for the for the um? Two years, maybe three. Like yeah, two. 2016 to 2019. When when did LeBron get there again? 2018. So, oh my God, yeah, I think like So after LeBron was there, he was there for you and got fired. Did you tell me that's not LeBron James? Bro, he had LeBron and, and then they didn't do nothing. So I was like, Nah, you got you got to go. But the, <laughs> what the other oh. out? LeBron got injured that season, I believe. Am I right, Jordan? Even if um, even if that's the case, like the years before LeBron was there, the teams were still trash. I don't think they were trash. They had you know a star and really young. Like really, you trying to go down this rabbit hole just to refute my point that new coaches struggle after their first good season. So like, no, I mean, and, and you're 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 not giving any examples. So I'm waiting for an example. Okay. So I well, said, well, and you, and I you just... trying to go down the rabbit holes? I'll let you do what you're gonna do. And I was like, I was trying to think. Uh, I want to say, like, I, I want to say, uh, I'm really trying to think, because like I know they're out there, but like off the top of the dome, I'm trying to think without like being completely wrong. But I know it's definitely happened. I know I'm not bugging with that one. Did it? I'm just saying, I don't think, like, coaches fall off on, like, not coaches, after. Not coaches fall off. Like, the just the other teams in the league, they're like, okay, we seen what y'all was doing. We're going to adjust to that. And now, you know, like, because, like, as the league goes, it evolves. Like, they be like, okay, y'all was exposing us with that. All right, so now we're going we gonna, to, we gonna, you know, get back to the X's and O's. And if they don't make the right adjustments – which I don't think McMillan will because, like, as I said, he wasn't successful in Indy, and I don't think that's just a coincidence. I just think they're they go, not going to have a good season. At, uh, who did he have in Indy? I mean, sometimes, though, I mean, sometimes, even though he had success in Indy, it, like, it might be, like, you know, different situations. You know what I'm saying? He got better players in uh, Atlanta now. When he, was in Indy, when he was in Indy, he didn't have this type of talent. So, I mean, you might see a different McMillan this time, you know? That's true. However, with even with all that being said, the Atlanta curse is undefeated. It's undefeated. Uh, <laughs> it, is... it don't miss. It's coming. It's coming back to Atlanta. It hit them back in what, 20, what was that, 20, 2015, 2016, when they was the one seed and then got swept. So it's, it's coming back. It don't go. It don't leave. I mean, so nobody actually thought it was going to win the whole thing, though. I, I mean, know, right? you shouldn't be getting swept as the one seed. That just shouldn't happen. I mean, it. I mean, playoffs do bring a different. You saw a little bit on um, Toronto. Oh, excuse me, LeBronto. 
You saw with with that that series, they go slip, right? Hey, question, man. How y'all feel about um how y'all feel about Sharif Cooper going so late in the draft? Uh, first things first, he is not six one. That's cap. Uh, yeah, I saw him. I saw him when he came to play South Carolina, bro. He does not look that tall, bro. Now nah, he said he was six four. He's he's nowhere. Uh, saying, over bro, he does not look that tall, bro. He does not look that tall. He's like six. I saw him when he played. Uh, when he came to play, when he came to play South Carolina, bro, I went to the game, and he does not look that tall to me. I'm like he's I'm like six, six three, bro. And I'm taller than him. He's not. He's not past six feet. But um, I ain't I ain't seen too much. That's crazy. Trey Young and Sharif Cooper on the same team. Yeah, but um, Joseph most likely to under underperform. Who do you think? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's a smart way to underperform. They've been underperforming for the past five years. Yeah, I only say this because they have a new coach. Uh, and Chauncey Billups and like and Damian, I'm not sure if he wants to leave, but I guess they don't. They're not seeing eye to eye right now, and I don't think CJ McCollum is that good of a player to be as a co-partner, like a co, like a like a duo. A number two. I see, I see Dame leaving, and I think Portland becomes a lottery team Ooh. soon. Whoa. Okay, Joseph. <laughs> if if Dame does leave, where do you see him going? Uh, probably probably like Philly or Miami. That'd be tough. Miami. Yeah, I can't mind. Sahin. No, I gotta go with the uh, Washington Wizards. Make the playoffs this past year with the help of Russell Westbrook. Now he's he parted. The Wizards went to the Lakers. Bradley Bill, we see Bradley Bill can't carry the team, so they're going to be back in the lottery again. I mean, I'm just thinking to the Warriors. Because, like, that's just that they level. Because nobody expected them to make the playoffs in the first place. So, really, them just not making the playoffs is just ex- expectations. And Jordan? Um, you said underperform. Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with the Hawks. I think Hawks um the Hawks had a good. I'm just saying, like they had, like I really like the Hawks, and Trey Young is one of my favorite players. But I think that um, I can't, I can't, what, I can't put the words into a sentence. Hold on, but um, like so, yeah, um, I'm a, yeah the Hawks, cause like I think. They had a good playoff run, but I don't think it's going to happen again. Um, it was a, a su- surprising run. I kind of like it's kind of similar to the Miami Heat run of last year. It just got hot at the right time, but I just don't see that happening again. Unless like during this free agency, they were to sign like, like say they were to get Kawhi Leonard or something like that, then like then yeah, it could probably happen again. But like if they keep that same team, we don't really sign no, no like not. Anybody significant, then I don't see it happening again. What you mean, bro? They just got Tristan Thompson. Come on. All right. Like, he got traded over that team. He went on the Kings. I know they just acquired him. No, we on the he on the Kings. They traded him. Oh, they traded him to Sacramento? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, never mind. See, there went their chances right there. 
Yeah. But Tristan Thompson was, I, I ain't even seen much of winner. He got a ring. He know what it takes. You know about that grind. He got carried to a ring. Hey, he, yeah. hey but he, he got one, though. He, he know what the championship culture looked like. Do the Clippers? Don't think so. Like, Curry's franchise. That's that's unwarranted. But Bro, isn't he your favorite player on that team? Isn't he your favorite player Do I care? Team? Like, he wasn't a Clippers fan at fan? the start of this podcast. Let's not, like, if you're, if you're, let's not do that. If you're a Kawhi Leonard fan, bro, you're supposed to be rooting for the Clippers. Because if the Clippers do good, that means more than likely Kawhi is doing good, bro. This is this is this is why I'm not a Clippers fan, bro. I mean, when or if Kawhi I understand you, I understand you're not a Clippers fan. I understand you're not a Clippers fan, bro. My thing is, though, you talking trash about the Clippers, but your favorite players on that team. I'm not talking trash. I'm just saying they don't know what a championship culture looks like. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's not trash talk. But like, but, but why you say that though? Like, wasn't nobody talking about the Clippers? I feel like you were talking about, about the Clippers if you, you ain't know that I was a Clippers fan. You were that's, talking that's about kind of what it sound like to me. Well, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. So. Do that what you but want. I'm not a horse. So what they got to do with anything? It's just um hyperbole. I mean, excuse me, just a metaphor. I think. Anyways, um next one is most dominant player. I got this one off the bat. It's Kawhi Leonard. And when I say Kawhi Leonard, this is why I say Kawhi Leonard. Um, as y'all know, it's two sides of the basketball. Yes, so yes, Based off last season, Kawhi had the best offensive rating, correct? But he so, was not the best offensive player. Based off the rating, he was. <laughs> but he, he was, was not the, the most, best offensive player. Based off the ratings, he was the most. That's uh, great, most, Mike. That's great. But who has ever said <laughs> that offensive and defensive rating is the end all be all to great players? Nobody. Listen, 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 listen. Based off last season, just this past season, he was one of if not the best offensive players in the league, based off the rating. So I'm going to give him the most dominant offensive player last year. I'm going to give you Kawhi Leonard. He was the most dominant offensive don't, player. Don't pull up that those 24 points per game because that was old, man. Nothing. I'm just asking that the was injury. I, want, I want you to repeat yourself so the audience can hear how you just said that Kawhi was the most dominant offensive player from last season. Based off last season's numbers, I think he was the most dominant offensive player. Yes. So oh, like you just be saying stuff, bro. No, bro. Yeah, Look at the numbers. Bro. Look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. No, bro. Well, he averaged like he averaged like what twenty four points a game. Yeah, he was low managing games. He had games all. He averaged twenty four points per game, but he was the best. But he uh, but he was the most dominant offense. Just I just told you he had low, low management, low management or not, bro. Low management or not, though. Okay, so those all Chris rate just not matter anymore. Does that just a useful? Whoever said it matters. So it's so. So I, I mean, it's it's rating offensive play, is it not? It is, but like, okay, I, so you're the best offensive rating player like in the league. I, I see people. No, answer like, me this, man. Answer me this. Answer me this. I'll never see like, oh well, you you look at his offensive rating. No, nobody does that. Okay, we're gonna see because y'all are thinking too deep. We're gonna take this real simple. Make it simple. Simplify it. We're gonna make this real simple, bro. Real simple. Offensive rating rates how good you are on offense. Correct. Yes or no? Yes, sure. I mean, I guess. It does. Okay. Kawhi Leonard had the best offensive rating last year. Yes or no? He did. Okay. So, based off what you just told me, 
Kawhi Leonard was the best offensive player in basketball oh, last season. For one, he was not even based off of, and then based off like efficiency and stuff like that per game, and like how many points you're contributing does not seem to matter. Or the players with the highest assist averages and highest point averages would have the highest offensive rating averages. No, Bradley Bill had a better offensive criteria. criteria. Bradley Bill had a better offense. There's more to offense than just scoring the basketball. You can be the best scorer like Steph Curry. You can be the best assist man like Russell Westbrook. But there's more offenses are more complete packages and just scoring what, and passing what the ball. Does Kawhi bring to an offense? Was, like, like, what is he doing offensively outside of points and assists? Let's see. He ain't um, really doing assists. Playmaking, like off-ball screens, mid-range jump shots, Maybe. setting up open men. There's a lot of stuff to offense, Miles. But my point is the numbers back up Kawhi my claim. Do the numbers back up my claim that Kawhi Leonard was the best player? Make him elite offensively? There is there is that not part of offense? But Getting your people open? Like, bro, just because you set good screens, that'll make you a dominant offensive player. I never said it, did you? You asked me what does Kawhi do on offense? I just told you, and now you're you're all players do I, that I, on I offense. All players set off off ball on ball screens. All players are they, are they good? Play make for their team. Not all players. I'm just saying the numbers back up my claim that Kawhi Leonard was the best offensive player last year. So he was in the league and all ball screens. Is what you're telling me? He did you that. Get around. Look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. Besides offensive rating, uh, what was what does the white need? Because the white need, bro. You just told me that offensive rating rates your offensive play. Correct? You said correct. I did. You that. just told me that but Kawhi that Leonard was a incredible stat to say somebody's the be- the most dominant offensive player. Can I? Oh my gosh! Did I even finish my entire point of why I thought Kawhi Leonard was the best, the, the most dominant player in the league? I didn't, I didn't even finish. I was, I was ambushed. Anyways, Kawhi Leonard was the best offensive player last year. Point blank, period. Based off numbers, defensively, Kawhi Leonard made what all NBA first team defense. Great. So, what I'm hearing is. You have one of the best defensive players in the league. Oh, excuse me. You have the best defensive small forward in the league. And you have the best offensive player in the league in the same body that is the beautiful specimen of Kawhi Leonard. And you're telling me that he's not the most dominant player in the league? I don't I don't get it. I mean, what does what does you need? Best defensive player, best offensive player, best player, point blank period. So I'm going to just say this. Hey, I'm going to just say this. Bradley Bill had a better offensive season. Jokic had a better offensive season. Curry for sure still had a better offensive season. Like, bro, what are you talking about right now? No, Bradley Bill's a better scorer. Curry's a better scorer. There's more to offense than scoring the basketball. That's all I'm saying. I'm I'm going off. So, if you want to refute the numbers, be my guest. But the numbers back up my claim. First of all, it's not numbers. It's number. It's one number. Ain't, okay. Ain't multiple numbers. You didn't say, oh, and then he led in assist or he led in points. No, he said his offensive rating was the best. He's okay. Good. That's one number. Okay. Well, the number backs me up of my claim that Kawhi Leonard was the best offensive player in basketball last year. He might have not been the best scorer. Anyway, what best. are we even talking about right now? Like, what are we talking about right now? Who's, who's going to be like the MVP next year? That's what we're talking about. Say who's the most dominant, who was the most oh. dominant player from last year? So, oh, the most dominant player from last year is going to have like, bro, like, in my opinion, if we talking about like you talking about last season, right? Yeah, yeah, it was Steph Curry. 
or I guess you could say the league MVP Nicole Jokic, but it was for so not not Kawhi Leonard. Okay, so why was Curry most dominant player in the league? I mean, Curry was out there going every night, triple team, double team, every night still dropping 40. You know what he was going to do, couldn't stop it, dominant um, on the offensive side of the ball all year. Mm. Uh, really, mm. in my opinion, really, in my opinion, should have had the MVP award. But, I mean, I understand because the team didn't make the playoffs. And, you um, said on the offensive side of the ball, right? Most of yeah. We're okay. talking about the bo- most dominant player in the league right now. And I was still okay. curious last year. Based off one side of the ball performance. Okay. All right. And, you know, did y'all know that Steph Curry has never shot below 40% from three in his, his entire career? Y'all knew that? And before Man, April, doing anything, bro. Before April, he was on pace to shoot below 40%. So that shows below me. 40% for the season? No, no, no. What it tells me is that he didn't come on until April, which is near the end of the season. So how are you the most dominant player of the season? Like, wasn't you saying you Paul George until... is like the best player in the league? When, oh, when I, never, uh, I never said that. I never yes, said you that. Yes, we can go back. I never bro, said that. We, we, we can review the tapes. You never said Paul George is crazy. No, 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 no. No, no, Mike, 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 Mike. They say nothing about no Kawhi. But now, because Kawhi had the best offensive rating, he was the best player. Mike, we got podcast evidence on you, bro. Evidence. We was talking about. We got podcast evidence on you, bro. I strictly said that Paul George was better than LeBron James. No, you said Paul George was the best player on the team. You said Paul George is the best player on the yes, team. Yes, I said Kawhi, at, bro. At, at this point in time, he was so, the best. So how player can the on most dominant team? player not be the best player on his own team? Is it for the season or is it for a or? You yeah, said Paul season, George was the best correct. player on the so, team last so year. So you got that point, and then you also got the point in the playoffs, which he did not play, and it, it was like so, so. Did he did he not play round one against the Mavericks and carried that bump franchise to a, a playoff win? First of all, or, excuse me, not. a playoff series no, win. First of all, first of all. He he played at the level he should have been playing. At. I wouldn't say he carried because without the the contributions of the other players on the team, they wouldn't have been in that position. So it's forty five points not carrying the team to victory round. Just forty five. That's doing what you're supposed to do as a star player. I wouldn't say that. Is that carrying. not carrying your team to a win? Yes or no? I wouldn't say that's carrying. No, it's not carrying. Okay, what's not carrying? What was the, what were you, what were you so, talking about? Dropping forty five points in a, a close game is not carrying your team to victory when you had what ninety points the whole game. Really, it's not carrying your team, Miles. I'm just saying. That is, I'm just I'm just saying the the numbers back me up. Mm-hmm. So we got Kawhi, we got Curry. What do you think, Miles? Who, who you got? Uh, most dominant player in the league. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with the Finals MVP, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think I said that right. Um, good pick. You know what I'm saying? You 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 seen like 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 I said before in the previous episode. You seen when Giannis come down the lane, ain't nobody ain't nobody stopping that. And not only is he really doing that offensively, said, no. but you go in Giannis's paint, it's not happening. So so he's doing it on on like 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 Mike has said. There's two sides of the basketball, and um, Giannis does it on both sides. So most dominant player. I really should have. I really should have said. Chill. I really should have said Giannis. Bro. I didn't even think chill. about him. Without Giannis, bro had, bro had 51 points in the game. What, what in a um what was game six? Average like 30 the finals. No, I'm saying, bro. Like he really legit. Like that whole playoffs, he was dominant, bro. Didn't miss a beat. Mm. Okay. 
Uh, Joseph? Yeah, I might have to agree with Miles. Uh, it's definitely honest. And piggybacking off of, was it Jordan that said about the uh, 51 points in the finals? Yeah, I said that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's different. So mm. I'm going to pick Giannis. Shaheen? I go Giannis too. Hmm. Interesting. Nobody so, in right mind going to say Kawhi, bro. I think recency bias strikes again, of which I saw in the the playoffs versus the entire season. This is an award for a season. Um, Mike, can I, he can was I good in the finals. What was that? Can I, real quick? I just want to say, and take this with a grain of salt, that um, if you take the office of ratings of all the players in 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 the league from last season, Kawhi was four. So I just want to say that he was four. He was four. Who was one through three? He went through three. One, Udonis Haslam, but I'm not. I wasn't going to say nothing because he only played one game. Uh, two, you got Kyrie <laughs> Thomas. Honest Haslam and two is Kyrie Thomas lets you know the offensive rating is not a, a stat we should care about. Well, it is based yeah, on that's being played. True. So what was please Devin's number five? Well, yeah. Elijah Ryan is number eight. I don't want to hear you bring up Ennis Cantor is in the conversation no more. Like, come I don't want to hear about offense. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Can you please bring up KD's offensive rating? Uh, he, he had number one, three, one point seven, which is point three higher than Kawhi. He said point three higher than Kawhi, and who was yeah. number one? Udonis Haslam. Udonis Haslam. One sixty six. Are you telling me that Haslam is better than Kevin Durant? No, that's my ho- that's okay. my total point. That's, that's your point. Offensive okay. rating means nothing. Okay, okay, okay. So, and he played one game, correct? He did. Okay. And then one actually, so he did pretty good. So why are you trying to? rebuke my point of the importance of offensive rating by bringing up a person who played one game. I'm just showing Bro, his whole point is that rating is not a rating stat that you should count. use. Exactly. To, but when you got you Donald Patrick, somebody had what was it? No. Kyrie Thomas at number two? Like if yeah, that Kyrie two Thomas players at one and two, bro, like then we can excuse like, me offensive no, rating. No, no, that, 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 y'all, told me, y'all told me that offensive rating rated your offensive performance, correct? Yes. Yeah, that's true. So you so you can tell me that Udonis Haslam had the best offensive game in during the season is, is one game. And how many did Kyrie Thomas play, Mo? How many games five played? games. So you could tell me that Kyrie Thomas had the, the best offensive five game stretch. But when we're going over a season, Kawhi Leonard statistically Kawhi didn't play the whole season. He only played 52 games. Okay, and how many did KD play? 35. Mm. But would you not? Would you not think that the more games? No, 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 no. You would have a high offensive rating based off the fact that Udonis Haslam, who only played one game, had the highest offensive rating in the NBA. Would you not agree with that? Because you just told me it rates your offensive play, correct? So apparently, based off numbers, Udonis Haslam had the best one offensive whatever game. One game. Yeah, one game. Offensive game. One go him. And then Kyrie Thomas had the best. Offensive five game stretch, but we're going over the whole season. And you look at how Kawhi also made all NBA first team defense, which means you're the best small forward in the the league, and also one of the best offensive small forwards in the league. You cannot try to belittle the importance of offensive rating. It doesn't make sense. 
but it but it does because that just shows you the office of rate. Like you can't use office of rating as that stat alone and be like, oh yes, this is why. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I can. Yes, no, I can. can't. He played 52 games and had and had. Uh, he also uh, played the least amount of games. One of the best for for the for the group that he's in. Like like Kawhi played 52 and he's at four, and then you got six who is Jokic who played 72 games. And it's only what, 0.8 points off of Kawhi's offensive rating. So you're gonna tell me that Kawhi is so much more offensively dominant than Nikola Jokic? No. Plus yes. Jokic played 20 more games. Um, based off the 52 games that Kawhi Leonard played, he was one of the best offensive players in the league. Jokic for was that the one offensive player last year. For that one game that Haslam played, he was the best offensive player in the league. For those five games Kyrie Thomas played, he was the best offensive player in the league. That's what I'm saying. Kawhi Leonard oh, okay. over so, the whole so, season. So then, so then by that logic, for if you play 52 games, then Kawhi is the best offensive player. If we're going over a season for when Kawhi was, was Kawhi playing. Kawhi didn't play the whole season. Oh, my gosh. Bro, when Kawhi Leonard. Games. When Kawhi Leonard was playing, Miles. So, when he played, is that kind of his season? Yes. Okay. But, he Mike, was you can't the say the whole offensive. season and then be like, well, this player didn't play enough games and, and this player didn't play enough games. But Kawhi, who didn't play the full season, he played enough games to, for me to say he had the best offensive season. When you look at the numbers, Miles, it's the, the last number, one. Don't, don't say numbers, plural, because we already went through that. It's only one number you're looking at. And there's not even much of a discrepancy between where Kawhi is at and the other players that have had better offensive, that had better offensive seasons than he did. Is Kawhi above them? Yes. But well, then, there's also yeah, three players point. above Kawhi. So, like, why is that? Why is that your point? Like, I'm just in how many games? Okay, naming offensive rating is what makes somebody the best offensive player. Lane, I mean, name me, name me those um players that had better offensive seasons that are at a lower offensive rating. Name those players. Jokic. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. You said you just said offensively, right? Yes, offensively. I would say Devin Booker. Um. I would say Trey Young. I would say Luca. Where's Luca at? Oh yeah, Luca got these something down. Joel. Like there's mad players that have better offensive seasons, but their offensive rating, which is I don't even like. I tried to look it up and I honestly couldn't even tell you what it's based off of because it didn't even make sense to me. Like I could read it and maybe y'all can make more sense of it than I can, but I, I was just lost and confused, to be honest with you. Okay. Offensive rating is defined as <clears throat> a statistic used in basketball to measure either a team's offensive performance or, in this case, oh my. an individual's player's efficiency at producing points for the offense. No, so basically, like how they determine it is what I was saying, is what I don't understand. It doesn't matter what goes it into it. It does matter because that's what, that's what goes in into end, it. If you can't logically make result, sense – of the stats that they use to, to come up with an offensive rate, why should that, why should that trying, trying to give credibility to? I'm trying to tell you what it means. They it means what it stands yeah, for, but I'm saying, like, what goes into them giving that number? Like, where does that number come from? And according to basketballreference.com, 
The basic building blocks of offensive rating calculations are individual total possessions and individual points produced. The formula for total possessions is broken down into scoring possessions, missed field goal possessions, missed free throw possessions, and turnovers. So how, how do those things tell you that somebody is the dominant offensive player? Um, it tells me that because it gave him the one of the best numbers in the league. It's funny to know. Bro, Mike, okay. you could probably throw together four stats and, and it would tell you that that uh Markeith Morris is the best player in the league. Like you you can't just you can't just no, use that no. one that one uh stat in which I've like unless you gonna tell me like what what it means to 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 analyze uh score like how scoring possessions, missed field goal possessions. Miss free throw possessions and turnover have to do with someone's offensive ability because they didn't say I ain't see nothing about no screens. I ain't see I ain't see nothing about all them other things you said contributing to offense. So like you cannot I, I I cannot say that you could credibly tell me that offensive rating is an end all be all stat in terms of determining somebody's offensive production because you're not okay. even the two biggest stats that go into that, which is scoring and assists. Okay, answer me this. Ready? This, this better be the last question because we got to move on. What is in grape jelly? I, I don't know. Like preservatives? You don't know. Sugars. Okay. But does PB&J still taste good? Um, sure. Okay. So my point with the analogy is it doesn't matter what goes into something. It's the uh-huh. end result that counts. Correct? Correct. Like the, you, you comparing the taste... Cut <laughs> said peanut butter and jelly, stats, bro. You, you see how like those? It's the, how it's you the con- two uneven things. It's the concept. It doesn't matter what goes bro, into bro, something. You say, bro, Mike, if bro, if, if I don't know, you could put something. If if I put like some good foods together and it tastes bad, does that mean that the foods aren't good? No, but you see how that still don't make no sense. Like you what, can't does that to, what does that? What does that to do with anything we're talking about, bro? What does PB? Incredible. What does peanut butter and jelly sounds got to do with stats? That's what bro? I'm saying. Please tell me, oh, bro. Okay, look. I'll, let, let me do, let, let me do this simply. The ingredients for jelly, Mike. Mike, don't give me no analogy that don't got nothing to do with basketball. It, no, that. I'm gonna give it step by step. No, no, do that. I'm tired of the I'm tired of the murder analogies. I'm tired of, of that that bum great jelly analogy you gave me. I'm tired of it, bro. Because that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Look, it, Those it are two does, unrelated it does. things. Because look, oh my look, God. what what goes into offensive like, rating? No. Please, no, no, listen, listen. We're listen. not we're not finna argue about jelly whether it's good or not. I'm not doing that with you, bro. No, 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 no. What goes into offensive rating is like what goes into jelly, right? Apparently, you don't know either. Correct. Like I'm not correct. I'm not no correct. So what goes into jelly and what goes into offensive rating? You don't know either. I don't know either. But what I do know is jelly tastes good. And what I do know is that Kawhi has one of the best <laughs> offensive ratings in the league. It's all you need to know that he is a great offensive player. That's all you need to know. That's it. <laughs> all right. Still don't know, understand what peanut butter, peanut butter and jelly got to do with that though. I brought up peanut butter and jelly and was like, "See, peanut butter jelly good, Kawhi good. See." <laughs> like I don't understand where you get peanut butter and jelly and Kawhi, and like how does that even like make sense, bro? That should be the title of the of the, of the episode, bro. Peanut butter jelly and Kawhi. Lynn.
Anyways, the next question. Biggest overachiever next season. What team like, is going to overachieve? What, what team? Oh, you said what team going to overachieve? Like, like surpass your expectations. I think it's going to be uh, the, the, the Clippers, honestly. Word. I think it's going to be the Clippers. I wish you would have um, said it before I was going to say it, but that's cool. Oh, damn. Why didn't you think about that? Um, the, for the underachieve um segment, bro, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and change my answer from the Hawks to the Suns. I don't see the Suns making it to the finals. I don't even see them being like what was they like a number two seed in the, in the um the West. I don't see that happening. I think they're gonna like have like a downfall this year. They might make the playoffs, but I think they'll be uh sub um top five. They'll be um maybe like six, seven, or eight. But um, yeah, I don't see them have the type season that they had this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miles. Well, I mean, I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and piggyback off what you said. I appreciate the love, you know. what I'm saying, been you know, been receiving a lot of Clipper hate, and you know, it's fine because I know you know we was villains a couple seasons ago, and it's easier <laughs> to hate on us. You know what I'm saying? But for for me, you know what I'm saying, it's gonna be it's gonna be the Clippers. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't think I don't think people hate the Clippers. I think they just don't. They think they just dislike the players, like Patrick Beverly. And then people don't dislike Paul George. He's just a meme. Yeah, but like, it's just, I don't, I don't like he just, it's just like, I guess people find it funny. Like we've been getting they find that it funny, the and stuff like that. You don't even got like, even before Pat Bev and Paul George was there, they was laughing at us. Yeah, but I mean, that was part because y'all was trash. Well, even, and now really, it's not, they're not I, laughing. They're not laughing, laughing at like the Clippers. They're laughing at our Lakers fans because Lakers win the most. And, and yeah, the first, I can understand that. Lakers, but like, I mean, back when, in, I mean, Lakers aren't doing nothing. They just love to come out and hate on the Clippers when they are doing something. Which is, I which mean, is like awesome. the thing is, though, like that's, that's back, in, back in those days, people were, were, I guess, like laughing at the Clippers, like they were the laughing stock of the league. But like today, like people are not laughing. I don't think people are necessarily laughing at the Clippers. They're laughing at the players, like you know, nobody's laughing at Kawhi, but people's laughing at like you know Patrick, Patrick Beverly. They they um they dislike him, you know, for various reasons. Then like Paul, like I said, Paul George, he's like, um, people love clowning on him um, on Twitter. I don't know if y'all be seeing that, but like he's a meme basically. And I mean, this is like that, bro. Anyways, um, you know, back in um, I believe it was uh, tw- 2018. I want to say after uh, you know we lost the we lost Lob City, you know. It was uh, it was it was a tough time being a Clippers fan, you know. I, I can vividly remember crying myself to sleep a few times over it. All right, but uh, you know, uh, and and yet that season we made the playoffs, and I was like, okay, okay, you know, we had like we had Shea on that team, you know. Oh, that's Don- the that's the season y'all um took the uh, Warriors to six. Yeah. Okay. That was that season, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, I was like. I mean, we didn't really have no stars, but like you see it. So, you know, I, I like to think that that identity still exists in the building. Plus, and now like, we got a better coach. We got some good young pieces in the draft, which I'm pretty excited for because historically, our draft has been terrible, except for like I'm these years, ever since we took uh, Doc out of being a GM and drafting all them terrible <laughs> players and drafted for us. I ain't never going to forget that man for what he did. Yeah, I got my boy Keon Johnson, so I'm going to be rooting for you him. You know what I'm saying? Got, we got Keon Johnson, you know what I'm saying? We got uh, Jock. Joshua Pastor, you know what I'm saying? I think that's his name. I could have said that name wrong. But um, we got that that uh, that dude that Mike really like, you know what I'm saying? So we got we got some some young players that's 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 probably gonna get minutes because 
we've seen Ty Lue give, you know, younger players minutes as uh, Terrence Mann has gotten his minutes. And, you know, with Kawhi being out, it's going to, somebody's going to have to step up. So I feel like, you know, I, real, realistically, I definitely, cause I definitely see us making the playoffs. And if we could just make the first round competitive, then I, I say we, we uh, definitely surpassed expectations, especially with our best player not being available. So that I feel that. Um, for me, I'm gonna say a hot take. Y'all going with easy teams like the Clippers. I'm gonna say the Timberwolves. And um, reason why I say that is because like I know last year they weren't like that great, but like a lot of it had to do with like, um, you know, like the whole team wasn't really healthy. Um, D'Lo had was out for like eight weeks or something like that, like basically two months, because he had like a knee, like a knee injury. Um. Uh, what's his name? Carl Anthony Towns. He was injured in and out of line with injuries, and like he had COVID at one point. When um, when like the big like they, their big three like Anthony Edwards, Carl um, Anthony Towns, D'Lo, they all played together. They look like a pretty good team. And I think they're gonna take a um, another step forward this season. And um, I'm not saying they're gonna be like a top five in the, in the West or anything like that, but I do think they um they're a team to watch. That's in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I can, I can second that because I, I think I called, I called to making playoffs like a couple years ago. The Timberwolves. And we, and we was yeah, doing the um, Minnesota Timberwolves. We was doing the Lamelo Ball takes. Uh, I and y'all was trying to, yeah, I was trying to thrash the Timberwolves being trash, especially Miles, like dumpster fire. Uh, I don't remember those words. Um, Already franchise. They forever. I called them franchise. I called them. I called them making playoffs. I, I stamped it, so I can I can second that, uh, Jordan. Honestly, um, yeah. Uh, Joseph, what do you think? Uh, I have a couple of teams, but for me, the one stands out. Uh, I want to say the Nuggets. Um, during the playoffs, well, Jamal Murray had that. Was it a twenty CL? Uh, somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Well, Jokic, like, basically Jokic carried them to the playoffs. But I think with Jamal Murray coming back, I feel like it take another step forward, possibly going to, like, the finals or even the Western Conference finals. And Jamal Murray is a big part of that offense since he was the point guard. And, and Jokic is just Jokic, so you already know how he is, MVP. So I think they – also can over overachieve, right? This is the overachieve part. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, Shaheen. So I'm about to go to Charlotte Hornets. You know, we got Lamelo uh, Mello Ball come back second year. Already established. Got to know the offense. Uh, got for the key piece, James. What's his name? Boku Knight, something like that. Oh yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he's gonna make a big addition to that team. So I just feel like they're gonna probably be like a, I give them, I'm gonna be build, I'm gonna give them a six or fifth seed next year. Okay. Okay. Um, the last one is your team is down one, five seconds to go. Who do you have taking the last shot, Moms? We're out taking the last shot. Uh, so so we're down by one, five seconds, right? Um. I'm assuming we inbounding the ball or are we carrying it up the floor? Up the floor, up the floor, up the floor. Okay, we're carrying up the floor. Um, and definitely I got to do like the greatest shooter of all time, Steph Curry. Um, I think that's a no brainer. 
uh, for me. Uh, for one, you know what I'm saying? Everybody know what he going to do. You know he going he gonna to shoot the three, and he still do it. Because for one, that his handles is crazy, bro. I feel like, like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like even though it's definitely obvious his handles are crazy, I feel like people still underrate his handles and try to, like, relegate him to just a three-point shooter when it's like, like, bro, like, his movement and, like, his handles is crazy. Plus, like, you, we've seen Curry pull, like, mad buzzer beaters. Like, I remember that uh that year I, it was either the year before they got kd or no I, I think it was like the year before they got kd yeah because yeah, yeah. it was yeah when they played okc and okc was up on he them pulled up from half court and, and curry took it down the floor and shot from like what <laughs> what 40 40 feet for like three feet he shot like three feet above the half court line bro. Like, like, what, what a dude right. in his face so it's like i'm like ah right, improved you he could do it if my life on the line i'm, I'm gonna give it to that man right there steph curry Joseph, uh, I'm gonna have to differ. Uh, I'm gonna pick uh Damian Lillard. You see him? Uh, what's his? What's that thing he does with the uh? Yeah, I'm not gonna like this one. Uh, and <laughs> one, 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 one uh, buzzer beat that stands out probably is that one. Uh, from the, it was a Bulls game. Uh, he hit a like a step back three over like a a center, and he made it, and it was game. Yeah, that was back with Nick Batum's on the Bulls, not on the Bulls, on the the, the Blazers. I'm talking about when he when he was playing no, for the ball. I think it was this season. It was like this season. Yeah, it was this season? Yeah, yeah. Like it was like nobody in the stands. That's when it was this season. Yeah, because no one's watching Bulls and Portland play basketball. So I. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he yeah, I'm not gonna go Curry. Hey, well, piggyback off what Miles said, you know, the buzzer beer. Word, word. Good mm. take, good take. Terrible take, but uh, Jordan? Um, You said, like, with the fate of the universe on the line? Death beam. Uh, Martian got the, the Martian yeah, got the death beam pointed at the earth? Pointed at the earth. Oh, Andre Iguodala. Word, word, respect. <laughs> Talk to him, bro. Out of all the players. On the Miami Heat, going. I want Iguodala. <laughs> nah, for real, for real though. Um, if we um, I want like the last player on the team. I think I'm gonna have to go either Steph Curry or Damian Lillard. Because I mean, like, uh, piggyback off of Miles saying, like, with Steph Curry, you know, like he's proven that he can be clutch at the end of the games, and then he's like, what the best shooter in the league. That's always a good thing to have, like, the best shooter in the world in history, actually to be taking the final shot. And then the same thing with Damian Lillard, like he's proven it like multiple time and time again that like whenever you need that one bucket, you know, so you can always count on him. So, I mean, those are my two. Go ahead, Mike. Take would y'all, would y'all answers change if I say the ball is being inbounded or would it be the same? Oh. It'd probably be the same. I'd probably go with Damian Lillard if it's being inbounded though. Yeah, because really I would rather like – for for stuff like I'd rather have like him being able to carry it up because he I know he's gonna get space with his handle. And like mm-hmm. you know, I, I like that's like his like what he's really great at. But like for Dame, like Dame is really proven like he he could do that, like that catch and shoot really well. And like that's what he's really great at. And not saying mm-hmm. like Steph's not good at that, but like for me, that's like Okay. Dame. And would would it change if I said it was 10 seconds left for 15, or we just be the same. It's probably still be the same. It'd be the same. 
Okay, see, y'all are idiots. And here's why y'all are idiots. Uh-huh. Because, okay. well, excuse me, that was the first. That was, that was this bad. Go ahead and say Kawhi, bro. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say Kawhi. I'm going to go with, if it's if we're inbounding the ball, I have two separate answers. If we're inbounding the ball, I want Kevin Durant. And here's why I want Kevin Durant. Because y'all say okay. Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, it, that's easy to game plan against because we know he's going to shoot the three, right? So any smart coach or knowing me, me being a smart coach, I would just press Steph Curry, like double team and he's I mean, you say that like they get you say they're gonna game. You say play, like but coaches don't know this. No, I'm saying, coaches but I'm saying bro, but like, Lillard, oh man, I'm really glad Mike said that on four takes because I would have been lost. Like, bro, like like Miles, bro. Like everybody know the, the 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 in the if, if it's in this situation, Damian Lillard's getting the ball. So they know they're gonna try to stop him. But Damian Lillard consistently is out here making game winners. So what is what Mike talking about, bro? But I'm saying it's it's easier to game game plan against, like to to set up. It's it's easier to set up a defense for Curry than to actually execute it. You know what I'm saying? So it's easier to game plan for Curry, but it, it's harder to execute against Curry. That makes sense. But I'm gonna say Kevin Durant because you don't know what K is gonna pull up from. You can pull up from from deep. You can pull up from the mid range. You can pull up from the from the paint. You don't know where he's gonna come up from. So it's gonna be harder to game plan against Kevin Durant than it is you know to someone you know who's gonna shoot a three point shot. You know what I'm saying? And KD can really hit. He's seven footer, by the way, that can hit from pretty much anywhere. Yeah, and I, I mean, I like, like KD's a good pick like, too, though. I would, I would say KD, but I would, I mean, Curry, like, I feel like if you have a good like defender on your team, like Ed Kawhi, Adrian Holiday, a um, is Russell not a good defender. Who is Russell Westbrook a good defender? Debatable. Okay. I would say, I would say average. Okay. Um, but yeah, I feel like if you were to if you were a good on ball defender, then I I would just say I would rather have more options than just a three point shot if that makes sense. Because KD gives you more options, um, than Curry or or Lillard does. You know, and if he gets fouled, I trust him with those with those free throws too. Hmm? So Curry don't just give you a three pointer neither. But you know, for the game, he's giving you that. Like, that's something you know. I mean, you don't know that. He's, uh, a, he's a he's an underrated finisher. Bro, his flow is always be my guest of showing me any game winning shots that were inside three point line from Seth Curry. Be my guest if you can find me some. Please find me some because I guarantee you, it's never happened in the history of basketball. It never has. Probably never will. Same thing for Damian Lillard. It's always been a three point shot. You no, know, KD has been three pointers, mid range, paint. You know, it's just more options with Kevin Durant, more score options with KD than than Curry and, and Lillard. But if I'm bringing the ball up the court, I want um, what's his name? I just had it. What is like, it? I, I want I want Giannis. Give me Giannis because I know Giannis gonna get down the court. You know, two steps, probably about um two seconds. You know, get get that paint and you know. I, I trust him at the free throw line to hit at least one, you know, mm-hmm. so we can go to OT. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that that's my pick. So, Mike, do you not know what Giannis is going to do when he carries it down the floor? Is Giannis about to pull it off? Um, did you not just say that is Giannis going to hit him in the current league? Oh, no. You, uh, did you say inbound it or you said? Uh, I said up, up, the, up the floor. Up yeah, the floor. So I, got, I got Giannis. Wasn't that your knock on Curry? You, you know what he's going to do? 
And you're not going to damn you know what they're going to do. Did, 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 you, you, did you not just say that he was the most dominant player in the league? And last week, he was the most dominant shooter in the league. Did you not say he was the most athletic player in the league? Last, last I did, week? but I'm just okay, saying. So, 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 no, 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 no. So no, Mike, 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 don't get stuck on what I'm not talking about. Listen to what I'm saying. Okay. You cannot tell me that, oh, you can't say Curry because you know what he's going to do, but then tell mm-hmm. me, oh, Giannis, because you know what he's going to do. That's my point. Not that, no. not that Curry's not a good shooter or not that Giannis isn't a good uh, paint scorer or he's not, he's not athletic. Is I'm saying you cannot use the same reason to support one to diss the other. Is my Who point. is it? That's Who my is point. It's totally my point. My point is nothing is else. It? Do not give me an analogy that, that changes what my point is. Do not change the uh, the details of, of to, to say what my point is. I told you my point. So do not tell me anything different. Okay. But go ahead. And I, I and Curry has a buzzer beater against Dallas, and he shot a two. This was in this was a few years ago, like 20, 2015, 2016. So there's an example. Okay, thank you. Appreciate that. But um, yeah. who is easier to and stop? OT. Who is easier to stop? Giannis or Curry? Who is easier to stop? To stop. Mm-hmm. That's a toss-up for me. Cause like really? Curry, Curry from three is is pretty much unstoppable. Mike, you act like Curry. Uh, not, you act like Curry don't pretty get, much unstoppable. You act like Curry don't get double team or triple team all year and still drop thirty and forty on folk head, bro. Oh my gosh! Do you know that Steph Curry moves off ball? It's not like he's double teamed. Just throws it up. He's moving off ball off screens. Okay, you know, that's a part of his. You know that's a part of his offensive bag. That's a part of okay, his. Okay, so you can't bag, you can't bro. tell me that he's getting double team all game when he has the ball and jumping. But he do be. But that's true though. It's true though. He, and he, he has the ball. He is out there getting double teams. Another one. That's two. He scores most of his points off the ball, not on the ball. Correct. Um, that's probably no. incorrect. I don't. I don't. So I'm telling you, he's, he's scoring. He's, he's scoring more points being double teamed than off the ball. Most of his points is definitely not coming off the ball, bro. Come off his ball handling. That's facts. Like, I don't know where you got that from. His ball handling is a you watch Warriors games. I watch the same game. I watch Warriors bro. game, and I can and tell you Curry, confidently bro, that. Curry's taking the ball down the court, and what he going to do? He going he gonna to dance you out to the three-point line, and he going to shoot it in your face. He not running around Bob, Bob, while, while being double-teamed. While, while being double-teamed. I don't yeah. know about being double-teamed, because, like, like, I don't know how often he is or isn't double-teamed, but I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, you're right. You, but at the end of the day, double teamed or double teamed or not, most of his point double teamed or not, most of his points are definitely not coming off no off ball screens and off ball movements and stuff like that. I've watched enough Warriors game to tell you that confidently. Where like, like I don't like, know where like, you got, got that from. Star player on his team. Why they gonna have him run? You know what I'm saying? Like, like he a bench player. You act like he Clay Thompson. Where yes, Clay Thompson might get like a bunch of his points off the ball. See, this is That's not Steph Curry. This is this proves to me that y'all don't watch basketball. It proves to me that you don't watch the Warriors. Bro, you attacking us personally does not have nothing to do with the points that we're making. That's not exactly. Where, where is the personal where is the personal attack? Where, where is the person you like, oh, I don't disagree with that. You don't watch basketball, or I disagree with that. You're an idiot. Like, come on now, bro. Contribute to something. Where, where is that? How is that being a personal attacker? I'm just saying you don't watch basketball. It's not, it's not a personal attack. No basis is that we don't watch basketball or that we're idiots. Is because we disagree. No, what I'm saying is that your point that Curry's points do not come, most of his points don't come up off our screens, proves to me that you guys aren't watching a lot of Steph Curry basketball. 
That's all I'm saying. Bruh, he gets play. points off this. He gets points off the ball. Yes, he's a great off ball player. But to say that he gets most of his points off ball, that's just false to me. That's in the uh, opinion based. Okay. Um, okay. So if it's since it's opinion based, I feel like we should ask everybody on here. What if, if if they agree with you, Mike? I feel like we should do that. Well, I don't know. So he watches Warriors basketball. He's a Warriors fan, correct? Shaheen? Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you watch, okay, yeah, you watch Curry, do you not see him getting most of his points off 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 screens with Draymond getting the ball, or is it just out all driven double teams and throwing it up? Not gonna lie, not gonna lie. It do be a lot of back screens with Draymond and Curry. I'm not gonna lie, I do see that whole lot. But most of the points do come from taking taking the ball up the court, though. Mm. <laughs> this is a Warriors fan to watch every Warriors game. <laughs> so he just told you that you was wrong. I find that hard to believe. I really do. Oh, what? was how you gonna I'm be serious. like? How you gonna be like? Oh, Shaheem, the the Warriors expert who watches the games, and then when he's when he sounds like he's agreeing with you, be like. Yeah, yeah, you spitting, bro. But then as soon as he disagreed, <laughs> nah, he don't know what he's talking about. Y'all, y'all are bugging. No, I didn't so, say like, that. You I must be got that. Clay Thompson and Steph Curry like mixed up, bro. Like Clay Thompson the one that get all his points off, 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 off yeah, when bro, he's Clay, off ball. Clay Thompson bro. is taller. Um, his his complexion is lighter. Um, yeah, Clay Thompson is the one that get his points Thompson, off ball. Usually, Steph Curry is the one that Curry's has the ball the ankle, in his head most uh, of the time. And, and he uh, Curry sponsored by Under Armour as well. So he's always got Under Armour uh, basketball shoes on, you know. Um, Steph Curry has the ball in his hand most of the time. He's the he's the one on the play. He's the team, player on the team that's ball dominant. If you if you're ball dominant, how are you off the ball? That's debatable. See that? That's debatable. That he's ball dominant. I think. I mean, I think he's the most he's, ball dominant. He's the most ball dominant player on his team. I think. Mm, I would. I would argue. I would argue. Who has the, who who holds the ball more than Steph Curry on the team, bro? I never said Steph ball? Curry was a ball hog. I never said that either. I'm just saying I would argue Draymond Green as you know who has the ball in his hands most of the time. I would, that's just the argument I would make. No, when Curry's not on the floor, for sure. No, when Curry's on the floor, Draymond still really runs the offense. Or I wouldn't say run the offense, but I see he was a he's a better facilitator than Steph Curry. That makes sense. He, it's possible he might be a better facilitator yeah. than Curry. But Curry's the one that has, has the ball in his hand most of the time. I mean, he's the point guard, bro. Mm. <laughs> That's something I, I had to watch uh, more of coming up this season. Yeah, you come back to us. Uh, yeah. But um, that's the last superlative I have for you guys. Um, I'm Mike here with Miles, Joseph, Shaheem, and Jordan. We will see you guys next week. <laughs>